Bibles to the book of Romans, chapter 5, we'll be looking at verse 1. Now we are entering the time of Christmas, of course that's the time where we have to complete all of our Christmas shopping and, and we run around like crazy people until we have it done. Now, the true meaning of Christmas has nothing to do with us driving ourselves crazy. The true meaning deals with Jesus Christ and the gift that he gave us. Pretty much the gift that God has given us through Christ. And what we're going to be doing is Today and, and up to Christmas, we're going to look at what we have in Jesus Christ. And the first thing that we're going to look at today is the peace with God we have through Jesus Christ and what that peace means and how we get it. Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 1. It says, then being justified by faith, we have peace toward God through our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you today, I just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. Just be with us today, Lord, as we worship today. And Lord, again, we just thank you for all the blessings that you have given us, the blessings of life and liberty, just the blessings to come today and, and worship. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today as we worship together. Just give us an insight and understanding into your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would hide me behind the cross and let the words that are spoken today be your words. And Lord, again, if there's anyone here today that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision today, Lord, I just pray that you would speak to their hearts. Just open up their hearts today, Lord, and let the salvation come into their home. And Lord, I again, just pray that you would just bind down Satan and let him have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. Now, if you were to go back into chapter 3 and chapter 4, Paul is talking about justification and faith. What we also see in chapter 3, particularly in verse 26, is that God sent Jesus Christ to be the propitiation or the satisfaction for our sins. So what happens is, is Jesus' sacrifice, his death on the cross, satisfies God's holy wrath against sin. Now, if you look on the back of your bulletin, I put a little, a little diagram on there that James Boyce came up with many, many years ago, and he calls that the salvation triangle, and you can see how Jesus' sacrifice, the propitiation, goes towards God, his redemption goes towards us, and then justification comes down to us, and that's what Paul is talking about in these verses that Christ's sacrifice satisfies God's wrath against sin. And R.C. Sproul once wrote, this also vindicates God's righteousness and God remains just as he becomes the justifier of those who believe in Jesus Christ. So what happens is, is when Christ died on the cross, because someone had to be punished for sin, God sent his son to be punished in our place. And what happens is, is that He becomes the justifier. God becomes the justifier of those who believe on his son. Thus our judicial standing changes in the eyes of God. And we'll look at that a little bit more closely here in a minute. But also what God does is he provides a way for sinful humans to be righteous in his sight. Because of sin, we are unrighteous. But through Christ, we can be righteous in the sight of God, and God does this through Jesus Christ without compromising his justice. 
God is a just God. And what the scripture tells us is that he must punish sin. In the book of Numbers, it says he will by no means clear the guilty. We also see that in the book of Exodus as well. He will by no means clear the guilty. And what what we are in the eyes of God, with sin on us, we are guilty in the sight of God. And as a result, God must punish sin. And in his wrath, he punishes sin. But what happens through Jesus Christ is because he provides a way for us to be righteous through Christ, God's justice is still satisfied because instead of punishing us, God punished Christ on the cross for our sins. Jesus suffered what we deserved and he did that in our place. And this is the gift that we're looking at today. The peace that we have with God through Jesus Christ. Now, to understand this peace that we have through God, if you look back at John chapter 1, verse 29, when John the Baptist sees Jesus Christ walking towards him, he calls out, Behold the Lamb of God that takes away the sins of the world. The emphasis here is on Lamb. Behold the Lamb of God. Now the emphasis is on Lamb because Jesus Christ was our sacrificial Lamb. In the Old Testament, what we see in the Old Testament is that the law required a blood sacrifice. It was required on the Day of Atonement for the nation of Israel. And then anytime someone sinned, During the year, they would also bring a blood sacrifice to the temple, and then their sin would be atoned for. But this was not a perfect sacrifice. It was ongoing. And the reason it was not a perfect sacrifice is the law required death for sin, but it required that humans die for it. It required our death. An animal cannot take the place of a human. The law required our death for sin. But what God did is he set up a sacrificial system where man could be redeemed, but it was ongoing. Plus, they were using animals that were under a curse. Remember, God cursed the earth when Adam and Eve sinned. So the sacrifice was not perfect. And this sacrifice was ongoing because the perfect sacrifice had not come. And through Jesus Christ, God provides the perfect sacrifice. God sent his son to be that sacrifice, and he was a lamb without blemish. He was perfect. And he could die in our place because the law required the death of man. 
Now, what does this have to do with the verse that we looked at? Look at Romans chapter 5, verse 10. Sin, if you look at verse 10, sin has made us an enemy of God. We're God's enemies. When Paul is talking about peace in the book of Romans, he is not talking about the peace that passeth all understanding that is talked about in the book of Psalms. When Paul talks about peace, he is talking about that we are in an active state of war with God because of sin. God's wrath, if we see earlier in the book of Romans, he says God's wrath is revealed from heaven against all sin. So we are at war. We are enemies of God because of sin. God's wrath is revealed against sin. And sin has made us this enemy, and we are in an active state of rebellion against God because of sin. We see this rebellion continuing to this day. All you have to do is look around the world, and you see people in sin living a sinful life, and they are wagging their fist in the face of God every day. Even so, God in his love gave us the perfect sacrifice. God in his love gave us what we needed to be righteous in his sight. And that was Jesus Christ. God in his love gave us what we needed to have peace with him to be reconciled to him. And that is his son, Jesus Christ. And he does this without compromising his justice. As the sacrifice is still slaughtered. As Jesus Christ was slaughtered on the cross. And that's what we see. Christ was slaughtered as a lamb goes to the altar. The punishment was still carried out, but instead, Christ died in our place. This brings us peace with God. Jesus, holy and without sin, was made sin for us, and he died in our place. That's what brings us peace. That's part of the gift that God has given us in Jesus Christ. We're looking at peace today. We have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ because Christ died in our place. He took our place. Jesus' death is the propitiation, our satisfaction, that turns God's wrath against sin away from us. It turns it away from, let me put it this way, the believer. His wrath is still revealed and is still directed at those who are lost. 
But when we receive Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior, God's wrath turns from us because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. Now, Jesus' death also brings us redemption. It brings satisfaction to God, but it brings us redemption. Now, what does redemption mean? If you think about that word, redemption, what are we being redeemed from by Jesus Christ? Now, if you think about salvation, what has to happen? We have to receive Christ as our Lord and Savior. That means that we have to admit that we're sinners. We we must believe on Jesus Christ and we must confess our sins and we must turn from our sins. We must repent. But Christ does something to us called redemption. And what that means is, is that he frees us from our slavery to sin. Paul talks about that in the book of Romans. Christ cuts the shackles. We were under the bondage of sin. Christ cuts those shackles from us and he redeems us from that slavery to sin. No longer are we under the bondage of sin. No longer are we just going to go out and do anything and everything against the will of God. Instead, we can do what God wants us to do because Christ has freed us. He has redeemed us from sin. Also, he brings redemption in that his blood cleanses us from all unrighteousness. That's what Christ does for us. Now, how does this happen? It happens when we believe on Jesus Christ. When we believe on Jesus Christ, God's wrath is satisfied We have repented of our sins, we have turned from them, and we turn to Jesus Christ. And the righteousness of Christ, the sinless life that he lived, is imputed to us. And we see that in Romans 5.10, but we also see that in Romans 5.16-21, where it talks about how the righteousness of Christ is imputed to us. God declares us, then, because of Christ satisfying his wrath against sin, because we are redeemed through Jesus Christ, God declares us, then, justified. And that's what Paul is talking about. And this brings us peace with God. Now, what does justification mean? And we have looked at justification before. Justification means that our judicial standing changes in the eyes of God. Once we receive Christ as our Lord and Savior, the blood of Jesus Christ covers our sins. It covers our sins. And instead of seeing our sin, God sees the blood of Jesus Christ covering us. And because Christ has satisfied God's wrath and because we have received Christ and we are redeemed through Christ, God declares us justified and no longer longer bound to hell. 
He sees the blood of Christ and he sees the righteousness of Christ imputed to us. His wrath is satisfied by the blood and he declares us righteous based on Christ. And this brings us peace with God. So when we look at propitiation, when we look at redemption, when we look at justification, all of these things work together to bring peace between the believer and God. Not the peace that passeth all understanding. We do have that. But what Paul is talking about is peace in the age-old war between God and sin. We have peace with God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So what we see is that Jesus came to give us salvation. He came to give us eternal life. He also came to give us peace. Peace with God. And through Christ, we're no longer enemies of God. Instead, we become his children and we are reconciled to him. And that's why Paul writes, if you look at verse 10, Paul says, for when we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son. Much more reconciled would be saved by his life. We are reconciled to God. Christ paying the punishment for our sins and satisfying God's wrath against sin. And he brings us redemption and justification. God gave us Christ so that we could have peace with him. And that is the peace that can only come by receiving Christ by faith. To have that peace, you must receive Christ. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, just thank you for this day. Thank you, Lord, for all the many blessings that you've given us. Lord, I thank you for the peace that you give us through Jesus Christ, our Lord. And Lord, I just pray that today, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us. Continue to overshadow us with your love and watch care. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.